back to another episode of the Drunk Pond Podcast with your host, James Engine Smythe. You can probably do that introduction yourself by now. It's just me again. Same old fella. And today we'll be discussing the 2000 and... Shit, you know, I don't even know it. Was it 2015 this year this movie came out? Creed? I don't know. We're not off to a good start. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's Engine Smythe. What you sipping on today? I'm just having a bourbon and coke. Well, gee whiz, what are you in college? Uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 game day over here. It's Saturday. Uh, typically, that was my college drink. I drank so much bourbon in college, it would make your family puke. What? But I drank a lot of it. And I don't drink it that much anymore. I switched to vodka and gin. A little bit lighter. Not as sweet as a bourbon and coke, but occasionally a bourbon and coke really hits the spot. I drink Old Charter bourbon, Kentucky bourbon. The pride of Ville Platte, Louisiana. They drink more old charter there per capita than any other place in the world. And you're thinking, well, gee whiz, where the fuck is Villepot, Louisiana? You talking about the smoked meat capital of the world? Look it up yourself. I can't do it for you. But that's what I'm drinking today. And it's not bad. It's going down pretty well. And this is Thanksgiving weekend, so I'm drinking it from a Christmas glass. And if I can say so myself, I have goddamn wonderful Christmas cocktail glasses. Very tasteful, you know, just like me. And it's actually uh, pretty wonderful. It's my second one. Had a couple cocktails earlier, so I'm tuned up and ready to go. Creed. So let's talk about Creed a little bit. Uh, so obviously we had Rocky Balboa. That was it. Rocky was over. It was done. And Ryan Coogler, uh, this director, approached Sly about resurrecting the franchise, doing uh, Creed's son trained by Rocky. And Stallone was like, nah, man, beat it. I- I'm I'm done. I think I was pretty clear on that. So Ryan Coogler went and did Fruitvale Station, which won the whatever award, something. He won some award. So he was one of the hotter directors in Hollywood. What you gonna do next, Ryan? And he said, you know what? I'd like to resurrect the Rocky franchise, goddammit. So Stallone was like, well, shit, what you, you know, talk to me. What you wanna do? So told him his thoughts, and Sly actually agreed to it. When I heard this was gonna happen, as a fan, I was like, fucking... No, don't do this. You finally got Rocky Balboa done the way you wanted it to be done. It did well. It was a good conclusion. It's over. And the story of like, oh, it's Apollo's son and Rocky's going to train him. It's like, oh, God, please don't do this. And they did it anyway, and I wasn't excited for it. I didn't have any thoughts on it. I was, obviously, I was going to see it. And I remember when it came out, I, it might have been Thanksgiving weekend, was it? I can't remember. But... I remember talking to my sister, it was like a Saturday or Friday, and she said, have you seen Creed yet? And I said, no, we're going Saturday with my co-host Peter Frank. And she said, it's getting really good reviews. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, like it's getting Oscar buzz. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, Creed, the, like it's getting Oscar buzz, and Stallone in particular is getting Oscar buzz. So I was like, Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky Balboa in Creed, that's getting Oscar buzz. And she's like, yeah, it has like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did I am I speaking English? Yes. So I was like, well, shit. I looked it up. Sure enough, it's getting like the, all these wonderful reviews. And me and my co-host go see it, and we're just blown away. We couldn't believe it. Why were we blown away? Well, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll discuss it all throughout the review. So let's just get started. Creed starts. No Rocky crawl. That's in the past, bro. No more crawls for you. Uh, we started a juvenile detention center. And the kids are fighting as, you know, shitty kids tend to do. I, I tell you, I think it was... Some of Robert's old friends from Rocky Five, I think it was their children. 
that Adonis was getting into all these fights with. You think I forgot about them? No. Their lives did not change one iota after that movie. Eric from Entourage, the chubby kid, the stupid girl. They all raised kids as bad as them. So they're the kind of kids that are in these homes. So I'm assuming they're giving Adonis shit just because they're typically the villains of these movies. Trashy people. And Marianne visits Paolo's uh, wife. And he's like, I'm not going to another group home. And she's like, I'm not from a group home. He goes, you're a social worker? And she's like, ugh, no, I'm not a social worker. Look at my clothes, I'm rich. And he's like, well, who the fuck are you then? Get away from me. And uh, apparently Adonis is Apollo's love child. Except no one loved him. I, I mean, I don't know who the mother was. I like to think it was one of the dancers from Rocky IV. Before the Apollo-Drago fight. That's why he lost so bad. Because his legs were so weak. You know the old adage. You remember like in the second round when they say, Apollo's legs still a little rubbery. That's, that's what that was from. He just had sex right before the fight with one of the dancers. The choreography was a little off because they were missing one dancer. Because Apollo had summoned her to the dressing room. And that was right after or right before Rocky and Apollo were talking about snails. Speaking of, I think uh, it just came out that Tyson would have sex before fights. Because if he wouldn't, he would literally have murdered the opponent. Like, forget boxing, let's just kill this person. Is that true or uh, just a headline I saw? I mean, Jesus Christ, that guy's a psychopath, huh? Can you imagine... From a woman's point of view, having sex with Mike Tyson, I bet, I bet it's the most terrifying thing you've ever been a part of. I don't even like to think about it, really, if I can be honest. And I'm going to stop thinking about it right now. It's the last time I think about it. So anyway, we cut to uh, present day, and Adonis is in this dirty Mexican fight. The ropes are, like, made out of wicker. I tell you, though, I'd love to be at this fight. They got some mariachi music. You know, I'd be shooting tequila. There's no rules. You know, I'd be yelling out Spanish. I'd be having a great time at this fight. The ring looks like the size of... Probably of this closet that I'm in right now. Not a 4 by 4 ring. 4 feet by 4 feet. And uh, he knocks out his opponent. And it cuts right to his office. I guess he has a day job. Like 12 hours later. I don't know what he's doing. He's like a telemarketer. Hello, I have an exciting opportunity for you. What do you know about energy drinks? Uh, so he quits his job. After he got like a promotion to head... Pyramid Scheme Salesman. And we go to Creed Manor. That's what I like to call it, because it's a mansion. Apollo perhaps had a different money manager than Rock. You know, because Apollo was a commercial gay. He did care about where his kids wound up. Just not his illegitimate bastard child, but you know. Where did those kids go, by the way? He had two kids, right? In Rocky 2? And he talked about his kids in Rocky 3. I think it was like a boy and a girl. Where did those kids go? Someone look into them. Track them down. Uh, yeah, I don't have the time. I would, but I, I, just, I just don't have the time. So Adonis, you know, pops in the DVD of Rocky II and starts watching that fight. I mean, he starts doing what I used to do during the fight. You know, starts shadow boxing. The only, only difference was I was like nine and he's like 30. You know, grow up, guy. You're not in the actual fight. Uh, so we got to the Delphi, Delphi Boxing Academy in LA, which is apparently where Apollo fought. I don't think this is where he took... Rocky and Rocky 3, because it's a little too clean in there, you know? There are, like, actual windows, you know, ventilation. Someone turn on, like, a light switch. Maybe put the AC on. Fix those leaky pipes. Like, this looks like an actual place you could, that wouldn't be condemned. And he wants to be managed by Tony's son, Tony Duke, whatever, the guy that used to manage Apollo. And he's like, nah, bro, I don't know, just no. And he does this stupid announcement just challenging all fighters if they can hit him once in the head then here's my stang 
his Mustang. That's not smart. I mean, you can't be talking that much shit to strangers, especially strangers who are all boxers. And then he just starts having it out. He knocks out the first guy and just starts having it out with uh, Tony's son about how you didn't support me when I was in juvie and all this shit. It's like, well, this is maybe not the time or place. Maybe we talk about this later in my office. Maybe not in front of all these boxers who don't give a shit. And then Danny Wheeler, like a real deal contender, is like, all right, I mean, I need a new car, so let's dance, dickweed. And just knocks him out and takes his car. And Adonis is like, I don't feel so good. I think, I can someone call me an Uber? Because I don't have a car anymore. And he goes back to Creed Manor and tells Marianne that he quit his job and wants to fight. And she's like, you're a fucking idiot. Why? Why would you do that? It's You have money. You're Why would you want to be a fighter for a living when you don't have to be? I carried your father up these stairs and wiped his ass. Oh, now, that's a scene I would have liked to see. Marianne wiping his ass. So we cut to Apollo bent over and Marianne's wiping Dookie off his asshole. He gets home after a fight like, all right, Marianne, first things first, I got to take a massive dump. That fight with Rocky really just took everything out of me. Hire a nurse or somebody or a homeless person to wipe his ass. Don't do that. Wiping his... That's just... I mean, come on. I mean, your shit-wiping days are over when he became champ. I mean, you don't have to wipe your own ass anymore. That's how rich y'all are. Uh, don't wipe your, your your spouse's asshole. That, that's... If you take one thing away from this podcast, don't wipe someone else's asshole. You leave that to the professionals. You hire somebody. You hire a third party. And they can do the ass-wiping. How do you look your how do you look your spouse in the eye after that? That's tough. Don't do it. Thank you. So um she's not happy that he wants to be a fighter. And she says, Well, it's whatever, it's what I gotta do, and he goes to Philly. And he goes to the Rocky statue and then goes to Adrian's. He's looking at all the pictures and stuff, and uh Rocky comes in. Yeah, how you doing? I tell you, when the first time I saw this, it was like seeing an old buddy again that I hadn't seen in fifteen years or something. Because I had just assumed I was never going to see this character again after Rocky Balboa. It was over. It's, it's done. Like, I'm, it's, it's, it's over. So when he said, how you doing for the first time, I got the nicest, warmest feeling. I was like, ah, oh, my old buddy. It's good to see him. Rocky, good to see you. And he asked him to train him. And Rocky's like, oh, nah, man. I don't know who you are. And uh, no, beat it. And he starts talking to him about Apollo training him and Mickey dying and all this stuff and the third fight between Apollo and Rocky. And he's like, who the fuck, who, how do you know all this stuff? And he's like, I'm, I'm Apollo's son and Rocky doesn't believe him. It's just something about Marianne. The phone still works. Oh, you haven't talked to her since the funeral. I heard you give a nice speech though. Oh yeah, it was a great speech. Uh, not a dry eye in that cemetery. Now granted, I had something to do with why we were even there in the first place, but it was a ball of speech nonetheless. And they're kind of arguing about him being a fighter or not. And he's like, I mean, your dad died in the ring. He's like, maybe he went out the way he wanted to go out. Oh, yeah, that, that must be the case. I'm sure that's exactly how he wanted to die. Getting beaten to death in front of everybody and embarrassed. That is that is the way to go. And Adonis says, well, I'll be in Mickey's gym tomorrow. So, you know, keep your eyes open. Hey, I don't go there anymore. It is a cash cow, though. It's been subsidizing my shitty restaurant for years. And um, he also reveals that Apollo won that third fight after Rocky III. So there's a little there's a little fun fact for you that we never got to got to know. And uh, neither did I really care who won that fight. But you know, now I know. I guess I can put that in my own records. Yeah, I ran straight to my archives after that and wrote that down. 
So we uh, cut to like the HBO thing about uh, Ricky, pretty Ricky Conlon, who's just a goddamn criminal. I never thought me would have to go to the jails for seven years, but it looks like that's happening or something. I don't know. I can't remember why he's going to jail, but he's just a, you know, he's just a criminal. And he's supposed to fight Danny Wheeler, that guy that's got Adonis' stang. And Adonis is watching in the dark. He didn't believe in light switches either. And he's woken up by a bunch of music downstairs. And that's where his rich roots come back to him. And he's like, ma'am, uh, if you don't mind, can you turn off that urban music? I can't sleep. Uh, you can't be kicking people's doors. I mean, he's banging on that door like a madman, starts kicking it. I mean, you get shot for doing something like that. And he's like, hey, I'm Donnie. And he's like, what do you want, Donnie? It's late. Yeah, no shit, it's late. Can you turn the fucking music down? You may be deaf, but I'm not. And she just shuts the door on him and turns the music back up. And he's like, bitch. And the next morning he goes to Mighty Mix. They finally replaced the sign, by the way. That's got a bit of a makeover as well. That fresh coat of paint, you know, looks nice. And it also cuts to uh, him, like, I don't know, running, training in front of clubs. I hate that shit where, like, you'll be on some busy street, like, with a bunch of bars and shops, and you'll just see somebody running, like, exercising. Ah, we get it, dude. Like, you exercise. Good for you. You have, to, you have to have everyone know it, though. Run somewhere else. Go run in the mountains somewhere or in a forest. Stop bothering everybody. We don't care about your... Wonderful training uh, routine. Okay? You know who you are. So he goes into the club because he sees Bianca. That's the girl. Her name on the sign. And she's singing about whatever. And he, I think he might starting to maybe be in love. And uh, at the weigh-in for the Wheeler and Conlon fight. Conlon, that psycho fucking moron, breaks Wheeler's jaw. I mean, that's usually just for show, but, like, he means it. He just, like, really wants to kill everybody. Breaks his jaw, the fight's off, he's getting sued. You know, stack that on the crimes that he's committed. So we cut to, uh, to Adrian's in the morning. And Rocky's still got his rape van, thank God. And he's asking, like, for some drills or some help or whatever. If you train me, we could fly under the radar. I know you couldn't, dude. It's Rocky Balboa. Y'all know this guy's, like, famous, right? Fly under the radar with a name like Rocky Balboa? What are you talking about? Hey, you don't stop, do you? He's like a woodpecker. He can't spell shadow. He's like, oh, it's a W. And he gives him some drills. Hey, what if you lose that? It's already in the cloud. He's so confused. What cloud? So back to Donnie's apartment. More racket. And he goes downstairs. Ask her like on a, whatever, a non-date for cheesesteaks. Or she picks the cheesesteak spot. I love that dude that comes down as he's asking her out. And he just goes, good luck, man. <laughs> I love that. I mean, what's your plan if you get lucky? I mean, you can't perform sexually or be confident if you got a Philly cheesesteak sandwich rumbling around in there. She gets extra peppers and mayo, extra cheese. Nah, man. You, know, you might as well eat that on the toilet. And as they're eating and getting diarrhea, uh, <laughs> she says that she has progressive hearing loss. She'll eventually go deaf. And Adonis just runs away. No, he doesn't run away. And he's just like, when's your next show? I can roll with you? Uh, no, nah, man, that, that's something I would ask you. I'm, I'm, I'm the singer. I just met you. That's a little forward. It's a little much, especially for a non-date. So, you know, they're flirting. They're they're beginning their courtship as two young kids do. And we cut to uh, Rocky at uh, Adrian and Polly's grave. So Polly's dead. Shocker. Uh, how it he made it this long, I don't know. And I'm assuming he died of whatever liver failure, something horrible, some terrible accident. Drunk driving into like a playground. He got murdered. 
just talk shit to the wrong person finally and just they ended him. Hey, bully, I miss you, pal. You missed, what'd you miss about him? Can you tell me what you missed about him? What'd you miss about him? Answer me! I'm surprised they even let Paulie be buried there, the people in charge. I mean, you get a corpse like that in there, I mean, you curse the whole cemetery. Everyone's afterlife is like screwed now when you have that black cloud over Paulie's grave. That kind of person, you cast him out with the sodomites, uh, the undesirables, the wicked. Um, <laughs> so he starts talking to Adrian. Um, good day today. Bills are paid. And Adrian rolls over in a grave because she's never heard that from Rocky in her life. The bills are actually paid. Shall we see what's new in the world today? And he starts thinking about Donnie and this his little pitch to Rocky from earlier to train him. And it cuts to Mighty Mix. Rocky back in that shitty corner. I'm sure he's having flashbacks, PTSD from all the terrible things that happens to him there. I'm surprised he doesn't get mugged immediately. And he goes into Mighty Mix and gets a champion's welcome. Thank God. Somebody recognizes that he's wonderful. And I guess that the trainer had been wanting to get Rocky involved uh, in his son's career. Because the, the guy that runs the gym now, his son fights. He's like 17 and 0 or whatever. Then he sees him working with Donnie. He's like, what the fuck? You met him at a restaurant. Now you're working with him and you're training him now? WT fuck. So they start training. Donnie and Rocky. He's chasing chickens. He's running. Speed bag, jump rope. You know, all the all the thing, All the staples of the franchise. In the middle of running, he just grabs like the rafters of that structure and starts doing pull-ups. It's like, well, easy, bud. You're going you're gonna to teeter yourself out. Um, it reminds me of, I was at the gym one day, like, ah, shit, this is like 10 years ago now. 15, 10, shit, 10 years ago. And uh, I was working out and I saw this guy and I could just tell it was his first day back at the gym. It was a Monday and he was Captain America. He's like, I'm going to be, I am going to be in the best shape of my life. You could tell it was his first day back in like years first day of the new routine he w- he was doing the bench press and then like as he was resting he would just start doing pull-ups and the bench press and then they would just start doing push-ups later on i saw him in between sets he was just like uh running in place you know jump roping i swear to god about seven minutes later i looked over and the same guy ran to the trash can and just started vomiting <laughs> everywhere and i could not stop laughing at this guy I had to leave I was laughing that hard. And the the projectile vomit that came out of him in this huge trash can, it was just one of the highlights of my life. That tells you a little something about me. It was quite enjoyable to see that whole story arc. And I'm not sure if he made it back to the gym. I never never saw that guy again. But anyway, um, we cut to uh, Bianca's. And they start, I don't know, Donnie and her start singing about things. And they start maybe falling in love. And, uh, that, like, evil trainer from Mighty Mix, he just has an evil look, that guy. I've seen him in other things. Maybe The Dark Knight? I've seen him in other things, and he just looks... He's always a villain. He always looks mean. And he wants Donnie to fight his son. Make some money with Rocky's name. Let's get a little payday. You you remember money, right, Rock? It's, you know, it pays the bills. And they're like, well, I don't know about that, man. I'm not sure if he's ready. We'll let you know. We'll think about it. And Donnie's telling him, I'm ready. I mean, give me six weeks. I I can do this. And Rocky's like, meanwhile, just playing with his rubber ball still. And he catches it. He's like, dude, can you pay attention, man? Asshole. I'm talking to you about my career. Can you stop playing with your toys? He's like, yeah, I'm going to move into your house, man. We're going to do it old school. Did you walk around naked? No. You better not walk around naked. 
So he moves into Rocky's house. Whew, good luck with that. Where is Rocky living? I'm very confused about... The Rocky Five house they moved into was the same from Rocky One, and then the house he lives in in Rocky Balboa. What, what house was that? I was confused by that. And then the house in this movie. Where... Uh, what is that the same from Rocky Balboa? Is it the same in Creed Two? I'm all confused by Rocky's houses. But I guess last... Like, Paulie was living with him after, you know, before he died. So they were roommates again. Did they not, did they still not have Paulie's house? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Because they don't look the same. I had to lay out to Paulie's house memorized in my head. And it, I, I, you know, I'm not seeing the same things. I don't know. I guess it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I like to know. I like to sleep well at night, knowing where Rocky's living. And uh, Donnie gets into Paulie's room. He's going to be staying there, which is, speaking of being cursed, where all the night terrors took place. And Donnie's immediately like, I hate this house. I can see a lot I can see a lot of suffering that happened here. I can just sense it. And then Rocky says that uh his son Robert's in Vancouver now. They don't really talk much. So I guess all that work in Rocky Balboa, all that goodwill they made toward each other is just that's gone. I guess Robert would have kind of been a distraction since this is about Donnie and Rocky's relationship, but still, that's kind of a bummer that they don't even talk anymore. Where's everybody from Rocky Balboa? Where's Steps? What's he doing? Anybody heard from him? What about little Marie? Did she just die from heartbreak because Rocky didn't want to be with her? I mean, that's that's how my autopsy came back. What about Punchy? Where's Punchy? I mean, I, last I heard of Punchy, it was just a rumor, but I, I heard he, uh, he bit a kid and they had to uh, bring him in and be destroyed. So, again, my archives, that's how I have his uh, last known whereabouts. But, you know, I can't con- that hasn't been confirmed. So I'm not sure about Punchy either. So yeah, uh, Donnie's looking around Polly's room. He's got porn in there. Swank magazine. Polly would be jerking off to like off-brand porn. I've never heard of Swank magazine in my life. He's like, alright, Polly. He's like, nah, dude. This dude would not have been your friend. He would have hated you and you would have hated him. Your dad hated him. Everybody hated him. He was a hated man. And... You need to get out of his room right now because it's like a, it's like some spooky. They, they could have gone horror movie with this because of Polly's ghost. That's that's what a, I heard that was the deleted scenes. What Kugler's original vision was was just the ghost of Polly haunting everybody and just bringing everyone down. So Donnie's like, well, first things first, let's uh let's pop these sheets in the washing machine because I'm getting the sense that some horrible things have happened here. And we wake up the next morning. Rocky's dancing. About you know some Motown music, and they start running. Uh, he starts chasing Rocky's rape van. I mean, you see like a random person seeing that. It's like, all right, uh, the person in the van driving it clearly raped somebody. Thus, rape van. That's where the name comes from. He's a rapist, and the person chasing the rape van, I guess, is either like the father or the boyfriend of the person that got raped. I'm not sure. I don't know, but I do know that I need to call the I need to call the police. I need to call the authorities. Someone needs to be alerted to what's happening here. This is serious crimes. And they run to the new gym. Dirt bike people whizzing by, breaking laws. More on them later. We see them a lot more later. So he starts training at this new gym because he didn't want to be at the same gym as that Pete, that evil trainer's kid. What's his name? Leo or something? Leon? (laughs) I don't know. And he starts working with other people. He's kind of complaining about that. And Rocky's like, I can't do all that stuff. You work with them. I'm, I'm working on your head. You keep doing what you got to do. And again, he just starts like talking shit to his 
allies there. It's like his sparring partners and people. They get in a, like an actual fight. He's like, fuck this gym. Like, dude, grow up, man. You goddamn hothead. You're working with the heavyweight champ and, and the best glove man in the game, the best pad man. Like, maybe count your lucky stars. It's a pretty good spot for you. And you got like a really good fight coming up. Isn't this all that you wanted? And now you're talking shit to your sparring partner? Sparring partner doesn't have a shot at any good fight. That poor bastard. Grow up, dude. Straighten up. And they start doing this, I don't know what, like, one step at a time, one punch at a time, one duke at a do that that and one piece at a time, one inning at a time, one round at a time. Uh, Rocky's on the speed bag during that montage, which I love. Always good to see that. So we cut to the actual fight of, uh, what's his name, Leo or whatever. And that bad trainer finds out that he's Apollo's son. It's like, dude, we could have cashed in on that name. We could have made a nice little payday here. And Rocky's like, hey, you just keep this between me. I appreciate it. So he's like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll keep it on the wraps. So the ref comes in and to go over the rules. And you can just see Donnie's inner monologue is like, oh, Philly cheesesteaks, I don't feel so good. And he has to go take a shit and cut his gloves off, and I've got to shit immediately. I mean, you imagine those noises in the bathroom. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, my God. I told you I didn't want extra onions and cheese, you bitch. I suppose you don't hear me saying that? Shitty meat, chopped beef, and extra onions and extra cheese, and mayo slathered on. I didn't want it. God damn it. And now look at me. I've had explosive diarrhea before a big fight. But she doesn't hear him because she's got hearing issues, so she doesn't get the brunt of that yell. But uh, he wipes up, and he gets to the fight. And round one, uh, I don't know. They're 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 fighting. I don't I don't know. I, you, I don't I don't like this guy. This Leo guy. I mean, everyone talks about the coronavirus uh, pandemic. I, I want to talk about the tattoo pandemic. It's too many tattoos, all over people's bodies. It's not just like one or two here and there. It's the entire body, man, head to toe. Don't get a neck tattoo or a face tattoo. That's my advice to you. It's just an old, it's kind of an odd thing walking into a job interview. And the guy's got face tattoos everywhere. It's weird. Uh, granted, it's becoming more of the norm. But, you know, I'm uncomfortable looking at this Leo guy. I don't trust him. With, like, those dragon things coming up his neck. It's a spooky thing, man. So, uh, Donnie's getting beaten that first round. Uh, I don't know. And then, like, round two, Rocky gives him some advice about, I don't know, like a left under the radar or something. And uh, he knocks him out. He wins the fight. That's the, that's what happens. And Rocky goes asking if he's okay, and they're like, go fuck off somewhere. And Bianca comes in the room, you didn't tell me you had hands like that. Why didn't you tell me you had, had hands like that? What? What is that? Oh, that's something you mentioned to your girlfriend? You know, I got really quick hands. Oh yeah, let's see him. Just a shadow boxing for It's weird. You didn't tell me you had quick hands like that. I don't know, it just never came up in the, in the course of our conversation. When would I have brought that up? The stupid thing to say. And he's all fired up, and he's like, what are we doing after this? And he's like, I don't know, let's go for it. Hey, Rocky Five, right? And he's like, what? And he's like, let's tear this city up. And he just cuts to them sleeping on the couch, watching Skyfall, actually. There you go. My two favorite franchises, mixing in together. It's fun. Two of my friends become friends themselves. It's good to see. And Rocky goes to sleep, and they start fucking on the couch. Hey, what about your uncle? And he's like, trust me, judging from like who used to live here and live in my room... 
This is child's play to Rocky. He's seen so much worse. He's seen torture on this couch. Polly destroyed this house. So us two having sex next to his aquarium, that is like, that is nothing. So they both climax and they go to bed. Uh, let's cut some of the advertisements. Uh, we are, I think we have another former advertiser from po- a, po- a podcast gone by. Um, Shamrock Meat Company, folks. Hi, folks. Would you like quality meats at reasonable prices? Well, come to Shamrock Meat Company, where we have any cut of beef you'd like. Pay no mind to the drunk employee that steals our product and the mongoloid that we let punch our beef until he tears himself out. Just because of the unprofessional way we run our freezer doesn't mean we would treat you unprofessionally. And grab a baggy robe while you're here. That's Shamrock Meat Company. Just make the meat. Alright. So go go get some meat. Again, I think I think we're getting somewhere. That's not an illegal company. There's no nothing illegal going on. Now the employees are breaking the rules. You know, they're stealing. Or maybe just one employee in particular, but they're not running an illegal business, unless there's something going on that I don't know about. So go get some beef from them. They have whole whole cows in there. Whole sides of beef. Any cut of meat you want. Huh? I mean, you want to talk about a ring endorsement. They, they just got one from Sinjin Smythe. And listener questions. We don't really have any listener questions this week. Or news. I'm not sure if we have any news either. So, you know, sorry. At least there's no death threats again. All, all the letters this, you know, this month, they were, they were nice. No death threats. So, I, I, I sleep a little better now. So, back to the movie. Uh, the next morning after the fight, uh, they're having breakfast, and they uh, Bianca finds out that Apollo's his dad, and I guess she's like mad because he didn't tell her or something. They start arguing in the street or whatever. I do care about you keeping it in one hundred with me though. I don't know. So I don't know what they're arguing. It's something about motivating each other, and it's like it's an argument when it's not, and then they make up and they kiss and they're in love again, and I don't know what's going on, and I don't really care. Uh, and we got to PTI on ESPN talking about how he's like a mistake, basically. Like, is this tarnish Apollo's legacy because he has a kid at a wedlock? And like, it's an, honest, an embarrassment to his legacy and all this stuff. And we got to Liverpool. We the Beatles, the full Beatles from Liverpool. Yes, we are from Liverpool. And Ricky Collins' trainer is telling him he's fighting Creed. And he's like, no, I'm not. This is stupid. And he's like, this is not a fucking discussion, you criminal. It's your last fight. You're going to jail, then you knock out the dude you're supposed to fight for a huge payday. You're doing what I say, god damn it. You fucking head case. So, that's their plan. And he calls Rocky's house number. I'd like to see the process of getting that house number. And they meet at Adrian's, I guess, a couple days later. And they're kind of pitching the fight to him. And we would need you to change your name to Creed. Ah, it's just a formality. Just sneaks that in there. And he doesn't really want to do it. And he's like, well, it's the, the, the name is the whole thing, dude. Like, what do you think this is? No name, no fight. And he talks to Bianca about it. And I'm not sure what they say. Um, I can't remember how that conversation goes. Something about, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. It's like, uh, you have a funny way of saying you want to make it on your own because you're using Rocky or, I don't know, it's your name and you should do it. I don't know, man. She says some nice things, and he says, okay, I'm going to change it to Creed. And we cut to uh, Adrian's, and Adonis goes over there. Rocky's, like, filling out orders. Is he still running the restaurant full-time, too? That sounds, I mean, that's that's a lot of work. So they basically agree to fight Ricky Collins. So 
went from one fight to, to now he's fighting for the uh, heavyweight or light heavyweight champ. And we cut to Rocky working in with him in the ring. And he starts getting out of breath and all this stuff. And Rocky throws up. I, I, I hate it's, it's hard to watch. I hate this thing. I don't, I don't like seeing Rocky not well. And then he like, says, like, I'm sorry. Like apologizes for throwing up and like making a scene. It's just I I, I don't like it. Not that they should take it out. It's just hard to watch my buddy uh, being sick. So they go to the hospital, get some tests and everything, and gets a call the next day to come in, and he's got cancer. I mean, Sly is so great in this scene uh, when he gets the news. It's so horribly sad, uh, and he goes back to the gym after that, and he basically says like I'm not I'm not doing chemotherapy. My wife did it. Didn't work. I'm cool with it. I'm at peace with it. I'm done. And Donnie sees like the flyers in his jacket and like confronts him about it. And he's like, if I already decided if I get sick, if I break or whatever, I'm not fixing it. You know, like I want to be back with my wife and I don't really have much to live for anymore. So everything that was good was in the past. And then he's like, you and I aren't real family. I'm just some old trainer to you. That was just in our head. And that pisses off Donnie and everyone's crying and everyone's upset. I mean, those two scenes though, when he gets his diagnosis and then when he's in the locker room, that's when I was like, all right, I mean, this is the best movie I've ever seen Sly in. This is the best acting I've ever seen Sly do by far. I'm a Sly fan. I'm a Sly defender. And then Donnie, after that, after getting all pissed, goes to Bianca's show and he's coming in hot. And that fucking rapper next door, what's up, little Creed? He goes to like Bianca talking with her boyfriend who he knows is a professional fighter. Bianca, you don't know nobody no more? I said hello. Oh, I bet you did. Quit acting like light skinned. Like, okay, dude, like his, her boyfriend's right there. You're not a little, eh, maybe it'll be a little more respectful. And he gets a picture with him and calls him Baby Creed. And he's like, don't call me that. And he's like, don't call you that. I was showing you love. You ain't got the disrespect. Tell your pretty boy boyfriend to calm down or he'll get a VIP pass next to your pop talking to me like that. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Again, like, nobody in this franchise respects professional boxers. Talking mad shit to someone who's about to go fight the light heavyweight champ of the world. And sure enough, he gets his fucking ass knocked out. What did you think was going to happen, man? And I guess, like, gets arrested. Rocky bails him out, or Rocky goes visit him in prison. And Adonis is just pissed at everything in the world. He's just, like, lost at this point. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. And Rocky, Rocky's telling him to let go of his anger. It's not your fault. I don't know. Quotes uh, Yoda. I don't know. You know, He says a bunch of nice things. So just my thing. Not the best at recapping these, like, nice scenes. Have you noticed that? Sorry. And he goes to Bianca's. She's a little upset. Rightfully so. You assaulted the headliner of my show. Well, you don't have to say it like that. Uh, and she's like, you focus on you, uh, focus on me, and just let's take a little break for a second. He's just yelling at her door. Like, don't shut me up right now. Uh, it's just not a good look. I like to imagine the guy from earlier saying good luck, man. Him passing by, like, taking little notes on how their relationship's going. And then we cut to Rocky's. Adonis goes back there. And they kind of make up. And he's like, if I'm going to fight, though, you have to fight. You can't just fucking let yourself die. It's just stupid. So they agree. I'm going to train hard. You're going to beat cancer. And we're going to move on. And it's montage time. Only mixed in with, like, cancer vomit, which is a nice touch. I mean, who doesn't like that? And he's, I don't know, he's doing things. He's 
jumping rope. He's doing push-ups. He's running in the hospital bed. Rocky's yakking everywhere. and They're going over the fight and strategy and everything. And then they go run to see Rocky and those hooligans from earlier with the dirt bikes and the four-wheelers. Uh, they're like riding with them. I, I don't like this. Who are these people? I tell you, they look like troublemakers to me. I don't, I don't like mischief. Okay, and they're, and they're making mischief. They're making too much noise. They're going too fast. They're being obnoxious. What's the point? They ran through a stop sign. I saw that. That's against the law. I, I would have just loved if a truck would have just ran a stop sign too and just splat. You just, oh my god, where are the police? You can't be doing all this. Sorry, officer. What am I being arrested for? Ah, uh, mischief, menace. Huh? Those are the two big ones right there. Yeah, I don't, I don't like you. That's why. That's why you're being arrested. Y'all making too much goddamn racket. So I don't know. I guess that's like that's like his Philadelphia steps. It's kind of weird and awkward. At the end, he just was like shadow boxing, and as the people are like doing donuts around him, I don't know. It's weird. And Rocky's in a window saying hooray. I don't know. So we got to the press conference in Liverpool. Yes, we are from Liverpool. And speaking of troublemakers, man, uh, Ricky Conlon, uh, the dude needs to be stopped. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in one of those dirt bikes. That's the kind of trouble he makes. I've been taking anger management classes and he just starts fighting him at a press conference again. You just did this. You just did this. And it almost ruined your fucking career. Well, I guess his career is already fucked. Creed my asshole. <laughs> and, uh... So the press conference doesn't go all that great. And Rocky comes to his room that night. Keeps looking at the door. Which is just funny. And uh, Bianca comes back and they they make up. Yeah, I just remember the, you know, the, the leg thing. And the next day we got the fight. He gets Apollo's old trunks. The red, white, and blue. And he gets all emotional about it. And he comes out to the ring. And then Conlon comes out to the ring. You know, uh, His music is the Beatles or something like that. And Michael Buffer, how old is how old is Michael Buffer? I mean, how, how, he's been doing this same shtick, let's get ready to rumble, for like 30 years. Hey, Michael, can you come out to Liverpool and just say, let's get ready to rumble and fly back to America? Sure, that'll be $6 million. So they meet in the middle of the ring. I, th- I tell you what, pretty Ricky ain't so pretty. He looks like the doughboy. Just don't tell him I said that. It's like I said, unlike uh, everyone else in the franchise, I I respect the ability of someone to kick my ass. So let's keep that between us. Let's keep that, that between Sinjin Smythe and the listener. Don't tell Pretty Ricky I said that because I don't need that kind of trouble. I already got death threats uh, from all my fans You know that, that I got to worry about. I don't need some uh, heavyweight champ coming over to kick my ass for saying he looks pudgy. All right? So I'm trusting you with this. So anyway, round one. And stop me if you've heard it before, but our protagonist gets his ass whipped in the first round. Ricky Conlon's like psychotic, man. There's a madness to his eyes. And then round two comes, and Conlon's cut, and it's a bad cut. And so he's coming back, and we kind of get in the semi-montage. One punch at a time, one step at a time, one... uh, No pain. I don't know what they say. Uh, Solid fight. He kind of comes back a little bit in round six or seven, somewhere around there. And then he gets knocked down in round 11. And he's like literally unconscious. Which, you know, the fight's over. You knock someone out unconscious, it's over. And he just like comes to after getting a bunch of flashbacks about Apollo and Rocky and what he's been through and blah, blah, blah. And he gets his ass whipped the rest of the round. And I mean, his eye is shut. It's not even close. It's crystal clear his eye's shut. 
and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we need a medical doctor, and this is this is bad. And like they put up fingers and they tap his neck to give him how many fingers are holding up. And the doctor's like, y'all aren't cheating, are y'all? I see, I see your hand tapping his neck. Speaking of mischief, y'all want him to die? Y'all want him to go blind? Um, and Rocky gives him some inspirational speech, and we get the Rocky theme, and it actually pretty is pretty freaking great. And we get the going the distance, the Bill Conti music. Solid round 12. Knocks him down at the end uh, at the bell. And he ends up getting up. And Pretty Ricky wins by decision. As is custom. And he comes over to Donnie and they hug and they kiss a little bit. Just a teensy bit. And I think Colin just goes straight to prison after that. I know we're waiting on your court date and all that. But after just your general behavior in this movie... uh, I think we just decided that you need to go to prison now. You're frightening everyone. I don't feel safe. So... That's where Colin goes. Straight to prison. Max Kellerman interviews him after and is like, what would you like to say to Apollo if you could? Your father. He's like, just tell him I love him and I know he'd leave me on purpose. It's like, well, no. who would think he left you on purpose? He died on purpose just so he wouldn't have to raise you? He got beaten to death in a fight, dummy. That's a stupid thing to say. Why'd you say that? Huh? And he's proud to be a Creed and Max is like, cool. Um, By the way, you need to get that eye checked out because... There's a good chance you're blind now. One's deaf, one's blind. You have the best parking spot in the world. So that's the fight. He loses, and then, then, but he's the real winner, and everything's great, and it's a solid fight. So uh, they take the rape van <laughs> to the steps, uh, the Rocky steps, and the museum security's like, uh, somebody come over here. There's a rapist at our, the foot of our steps, and we don't like him. Uh, and they... Rocky feel a lot better now, and he goes all the way up the steps, and he says, you know, you can, whatever he says, you can see your whole life from up here, and it fades out with them on top of the steps. Nice little ending scene. So, there's Creed. There's your movie. That's your full size. That's your big boy. Um, kind of a surprise hit. It was a surprise to me. Uh, a surprise critical hit. Um, I actually think, like, Sly ended up winning the Golden Globe. And got nominated for an Oscar. But he was the only nominee for this thing. Which I think they got snubbed for both. I, I think this should have been nominated for Best Picture. I mean, it was a great movie. Uh, I think Ryan Coogler should have been nominated for Best Director. Um, that was kind of bullshit. When Sly won the Golden Globe, I jumped up from my couch. I'm sorry to say. I'm not proud of that. But I jumped up. And I kept that on my DVR like forever. That win. I was like so fired up. And I'm still pissed that he lost that Oscar to what, who was that guy that uh, from uh, Spielberg Tom Hanks what was that movie and I was like when I kind of calmed down I was like well it's Spielberg it's Tom Hanks World War II movie I'm sure the right person won but then I went and watched that movie and I was like T- he's not I mean he was good but not. I, I didn't think he should have won and he was barely in the movie I'm still bitter about this shit so you know daddy's holding the grudge Sinjin Smythe got a bit of a grudge about this. But other than that, yeah, it did great and, and spawned a whole new kind of franchise. Um, so yeah, I thought uh, like Michael B. Jordan is great. I, I thought like after that, I was like, man, this dude's, I feel like this dude's about to be a star, which he's turned into. Tessa Thompson as Bianca was good. Sly, I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a Rocky guy, but I thought Sly completely stole the show. I, I've never seen him better in any movie he's ever been in. That includes Rocky 1. Uh... I loved him in this. I was blown away. I couldn't believe how good he was. I couldn't believe how good the movie was. Again, like, I mean, I had zero expectations going into this. And I just, it was just great. Um, and the whole 
plot of like he's a mistake basically he's labeled as a mistake or as an embarrassment to the family and he's got to prove himself and all that it's a good take it's a, a solid storyline and then weaving in with like Stallone fighting for his life while Donnie fights for his whatever uh yeah it was like I mean the whole story of Rocky and all these movies they're more or less the same but it proves for the six millionth time the whole underdog story, long shot, it, it always works. It's like the most effective storytelling technique, that underdog kind of thing. Everyone relates to it. It's the most relatable. Uh, as long as you're doing it in an interesting, new, creative way, it always works. And they proved it again uh, for this movie. The fights were great. The last fight was great. Everything. I, just, I have nothing but good things to say about it. Couldn't believe it. Solid flick. Go check it out. Well, you probably have checked it out. Why would you be listening to this if you haven't seen it yet? So there's uh, Creed. Um, I don't really have any fun facts for you. Uh, yeah, I don't have any at all. That's not to say that I didn't have fun. I had a great time. But I kind of had to rush to do this because, you know, I had a deadline. And by God, when a man sets a deadline, he honors that deadline. So I didn't have time to look into like these fun trivia facts. So, you know, maybe I'll do some next time. What's next? You ask? Uh, probably Creed 2. Might as well just finish this thing. And I think we're getting to Creed 3. Is that right? And that'll be it? Like, it's the trilogy? And Michael B. Jordan's directing? So, good for him. And three cheers for him. Okay. Well, I'll see you next time for Creed 2. Bye-bye. <laughs>